Hey everyone, welcome to the Southside Church Podcast from Chilliwack, British Columbia, Canada. We're praying that hope would rise in your life as you listen to this message today. Well, hello everybody and welcome here to church. Whether you are watching online or you're a part of our in-service experience today, we are so happy to be here with you. My name is Leah and I'm on staff here at Southside Church and you know I've spoken here a couple times before but both times that I spoke were before this whole COVID thing and you know I kind of knew more or less who I was going to be talking to. I could look out into the crowd and I could see your faces but today I actually don't know who's on the other side of these two cameras. I'm talking to some cameras and an amazing production team but wherever you're at today and whoever you are I just want to thank you for having me in your space. It truly is an honor to be here with you today and I was thinking too you probably a lot of you don't know who I am, so I thought I would do a bit of an introduction. So my name is Leah Weens. I am 27 years old. I was born and raised in Chilliwack, BC, and I still live here and I absolutely love it. I live up on a mountain called Promontory Mountain with two roommates. And the three of us are actually three very proud moms to an amazing cat named Jasper. And you know, I didn't want to just talk about Jasper today. I thought I would show you a couple pictures. So there's some pictures of Jasper. We call him the Great Jaspie, and that's pretty self-explanatory because he is great. He is very large. In fact, he is actually 24 pounds. And before anybody gets mad or upset with me today, we actually adopted him at 24 pounds, and he is on a weight loss journey. We have him on weight loss food. We get him to run the stairs in our house a lot. And if you want to follow along on his weight loss journey, you can. You can follow him at the Great Jaspie on Instagram. He would be honored to have you as a follower. So those are my roommates, that's where I live, that's my cat. What else can I tell you? I uh, graduated from high school in 2011. After that, I went to Bible school for six months abroad. After that, I did three years of university studies. I was a French major and a history minor. But between you and me, the entire time that I was at university, I really, really just wanted to work here at the church. So when an opportunity opened up here at the church, I jumped on it. And if I'm being completely honest with you, I have never once regretted that decision. Working here at the church has been difficult, it has been refining, but it has also been incredibly, incredibly rewarding, fulfilling, and such a blessing. It is a complete blessing to be a part of your church. And you know, that brings me to something else that I wanted to say before I hop into my talk today. 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but instead set an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in faith, in love, and in purity. I started working here when I was 21 years old, and I have never once felt looked down on because I was young. And I just want to say to every single person who is so much wiser and older than me, thank you so much for cheering me on, for praying for me, and for supporting me on this journey. And I also wanted to say to you that I stand here today very humbly. As I get older, as the years go by, I realize more and more what I do not know and what I do not understand. And so I stand here humbly, but I also stand here very confident in the truths and the promises of Jesus. And I'm praying that he takes some of my experiences, some of my stories, some of my words, and that he combines them with his truth so that you will be left feeling encouraged and inspired by him today. So we've been in this series where Pastor Mike has been talking a lot. Actually, let me stop there for a quick second. I promise I'm going to get to my talk eventually, but can we just talk about Pastor Mike for a second? He is absolutely incredible. He's an amazing pastor. He's obviously an amazing speaker. I'm feeling that right now as I have to follow in his footsteps today. But speaking as one of his employees and as one of his friends, he is also incredibly wise. He is incredibly kind. He's incredibly discerning, encouraging, inspiring, and he wears the weight of leadership so well for this church. 
So let's not forget to be thankful for him. Let's not forget to be grateful for him. And let's not forget to pray for him, that God would continue to give him joy and peace and wisdom as he continues to lead this church into amazing things. So Pastor Mike has been talking a lot in this series about legalism. And what legalism does is it adds an if to the sentence, God loves me. So God loves me if I dress a certain way. God loves me if I address him a certain way. God loves me if I do this. God loves me if I don't do that. But the thing about legalism is that it's actually a lie. The truth is that God loves you with no conditions. He loves you with no ifs. He loves you, period. And we've been talking about how Jesus came to the earth and he lived and he died and he rose again so that we might be able to experience eternal life. Not because of anything that we could do or will ever do, but just because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. We have been forgiven and reconciled and redeemed and we know that one day we will live eternally with him. But we've also been talking about how Jesus came to the earth so that he could give us abundant life. John 10.10 says that Jesus came so that we might have life and have life more abundantly. So last week we talked about God's abundant plan for our marriages and for our relationships. In the weeks to come, we're going to be talking about God's abundant plan for rest and God's abundant plan for our finances. But today what I wanted to talk about was God's abundant plan for our troubles. You see, we've been talking about John 10.10 where Jesus says, I have come that they might have life and have life more abundantly. But if you keep reading on in John, Jesus also says, in this world, you will have trouble. I think so often for me, when I picture the abundant life, I picture the abundant life stopping and then starting again after difficulties and after troubles. I picture it going in and around storms and unfortunate circumstances. But I think what Jesus is saying here is that he has an abundant plan for our life that runs straight through our troubles and straight through our pain. God has an abundant plan for your troubles. But before I get into that today, I wanted to share a story with you. So this story takes place in Cambodia of all places. If you remember after my high school graduation, I went away to Bible school for six months. And the first three months of that Bible school was considered a lecture phase. So it was like practical teaching on the Bible. And then the last three months of this Bible school was more of like a mission strip. It was called our outreach phase. And so we spent three months in Cambodia and we were teaching English to students there. And it was rewarding and it was fulfilling and it was tiring and it was difficult. But this entire time we were there for three months, we were looking forward to something at the very end of our trip. And it was a promised three-day luxurious vacation in a beach town called Sihanoukville. And this three-day vacation was pitched to us as an opportunity for us to just be congratulated for getting through three really tough months. And it was also an opportunity for us to unwind and relax and just get prepared mentally for going back to North America. And so all of us are really, really excited about Sihanoukville. We're expecting amazing accommodations, definitely AC. We're expecting amazing food. We're expecting beachside views and just such a fun beach town vibe. But when we get to Sihanoukville, to put it very plainly, we were so, so let down. Instead of a bright beach town, we found out that Sihanoukville was actually kind of like a gray ghost town. And the accommodations, they, they weren't great at all. They were definitely not amazing. In fact, they were exactly the same as our accommodations in Siem Reap. And so what I mean by that is we were still sleeping on mattresses that had Tom and Jerry cartoons on them. We were still waking up to ants on us. We were still taking bucket showers and using squatty potties. And our food was the same too. We were still eating rice with like miscellaneous types of mystery meat. And so if I'm completely sincere, we were very, very let down. But we had one thing to place our hope in, and that was a promised three-island 
boat tour that was happening on our second day there. And what you need to know about me is I absolutely love boating. When I picture heaven, I just picture boating at sunset on a lake just eternally. I love boating. So I was so excited for day two. I was so excited for this trip. And so we head down to the beach and we're all really, really stoked. And we get down there and I don't know what kind of boat I was expecting. Like maybe like, maybe not like a yacht, but definitely something closer to like a speedboat or something. But when we get down there, this is the boat that we saw. So I don't know if there's a technical term for this kind of boat, but it's just like a rickety wooden Cambodian boat to me. And then we looked on the boat and we saw our captain. And our captain had decided that day that what he wanted to wear to work was just his boxers. And his boxers actually were iPhone boxers, but they were knockoff iPhone boxers. So they said iPhone. So actually today I don't remember this man's name, but I'm just going to call him iPhone man. And so all of us were feeling a little bit, a little bit sketched out, but we still want to have fun in the boat. So we get on and Remember, I love boating. I think it's so much fun. But I was absolutely terrified. I remember talking myself off a ledge and saying, Leah, it's going to be okay. This is a tourist attraction. People do this. You are not going to die. Relax. And so we kept boating, and we came to our first stop around lunchtime. And we got off. We went to our first island, and then we came back on the boat. And it was around this time that I remember, for the first time, kind of enjoying myself. I was looking out at the horizon, at the sun and, and the ocean. It was smooth sailing, smooth seas. And I remember thinking, this is kind of nice. And then in that moment, a thought popped into my mind unsolicited. And the thought was this, it's going to get a little rough, but you're going to be okay. I was like, oh, that was weird. I kind of like laughed to myself, I remember. And I thought, well, mm, my conscious is doing kind of weird things today. And then before I knew it, probably in the next five to seven minutes, I need you to know that I cannot exaggerate enough what happened next. If you think I am embellishing this story, embellish it some more and you're probably closer to what actually happened. So in like the next five to seven minutes, the sky turned violet purple. The winds picked up. It started to hail sideways. I did not know it could hail in Cambodia, but apparently it can. And then these waves started to surge and just crash into our boat. And I actually talked to a girl that was on the boat with us that day, and she's a fisherwoman by trade. So I said, Allie, how high were the waves so that when I'm telling this story, I can be accurate? And she said they were about seven or seven and a half feet. So I thought I would show you today what a seven or a seven and a half foot wave looks like, okay? So remember that I was sitting on this boat. I wasn't crouching, but I was sitting, and the waves were about seven or seven and a half feet, so way up there. And not only that, but they were crashing into my boat. And not just on one side, they were crashing on all sides of the boat. And then I look up to my surroundings on the boat and, and I look up to see my friend Hannah and she's puking over the side. I look up to see my friend Vaughn and he's actually in the middle of the boat and there's water that's gushing from the bottom of the boat and it, like, there's water that's pooling. And so he's throwing water out over the sides with some kind of bucket that he found. And then I look up at Brianna, who actually works here as well. She was on the trip with me. And what she's doing is she's clutching all of her belongings that she had in a Ziploc bag tight to her chest. And before you judge Brianna, what you need to know is that she had a 50-50 decision to make. Either you leave all of your personal belongings on the sketchy beach, or you bring all of your personal belongings on the sketchy boat. So she brought her belongings on the boat. And what I mean by belongings is her passport, her money, her phone, everything. And so I look over at her and she's clutching it against her chest and she's getting thrown around the boat, probably just praying that her passport doesn't end up in the open seas. And then I look up at iPhone man and, and he's not, he's not okay. His face is crestfallen. He is unwell. He is not providing any kind of comfort for us on the boat. And if matters couldn't get any worse, 
there was like a string of some sort that was attached to the propeller. So there was a propeller for our boat that was about this big, and I don't know how the mechanics of it worked, but for some reason it was attached to a string that iPhone Man was holding, and then attached to something else on the boat. I don't know what it was doing, but I know it was important. So the string snaps. So Allie the fisherwoman hops up, she grabs one end of the string and iPhone Man's hand, and then iPhone Man grabs her hand and the other part of the string, and they're steering the boat together in the storm. We can't see anything, we don't know where we're going, and we don't know how to get back to shore. So it was in this moment that I decided to say, through all of the noise, guys, don't worry, God spoke to me, he said it's gonna get a little rough, but it's gonna be okay. And honestly, looking back, everybody was pretty nice to me. They were pretty accepting. I think if I was in someone else's shoes in that scenario and somebody offered up something so seemingly glib in that circumstance, I probably would have just thrown me overboard. But everybody was pretty nice to me. And then sure enough, we did end up finding our way back to shore. We found our way back to the dock. And it turns out that Sianukville isn't actually a ghost town because the entire town had come to the dock to see how this group of young adults was doing on the ocean. And before I knew it, my hands were lifted into the air and somebody was pulling me out of the boat and they just threw me onto the dock. So why do I tell you the boat story? Well, I tell you the boat story for one because it's an incredible story. I cannot believe that it happened. I cannot believe that it happened to me. But I also tell you the boat story because I really believe that it illustrates in a dramatic yet profound way God's abundant plan for us in times of trouble. You see, when I was on the boat and when absolutely every single thing was going wrong, I have never felt in my entire life a more profound or a more deep sense of peace. And that peace didn't come from me. If you remember, I was terrified on the boat when it was sunny and when it was calm, and it did not come from my circumstances. That peace came from God. Because before the storm, I believed that God had spoken to my heart, and he told me that things were gonna get a little rough. He told me that we were gonna experience some trouble, but he promised me that we were gonna be okay. And I took him at his word, I found comfort in his promise to me. And because of that, I experienced peace in an incredible storm. And I believe that that's God's heart for you today. I believe it's God's heart for me today. In fact, I think that that is God's abundant plan for us in times of trouble. That we would take heart, that we would take comfort in his promises to us, and that we would experience his peace no matter what storms we might be facing. And you know, I really believe that God has sent me today to be a bit of the voice on the boat to you. I believe that God wants to comfort you today. But can we just stop for a second and can we just talk about comfort? Because I think if we're all really honest, none of us really like to be comforted. You know, I feel like God has sent me today as a messenger to you to deliver a message of comfort, comfort in his promises so that you can find peace wherever you're at today. You know, in John, when Jesus says that in this world you will experience trouble, that passage actually continues on and says, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. In 2 Corinthians 1.3, it says that God is the God of all comfort, and he comforts us in all of our troubles. God wants to comfort you today. But I don't know if you're anything like me, but I think I resonate a lot more with passages like Isaiah 54.11, when it says, Oh, afflicted one, storm-tossed and refusing to be comforted. So often, I refuse to be comforted. My friends actually say that when I'm in a really dark place, when I'm really, really troubled, I actually become inconsolable, and they'll just leave me alone. 
And I'm not saying that that is a, a good behavior. I'm not saying that is advisable. But if you had asked me in those moments, or if you'd ask me now why that happens sometimes, I would probably tell you that when I'm feeling troubled, when I'm in a really, really dark place, and somebody offers up a word of encouragement to me or a word of comfort to me, my immediate gut reaction is to think that that word is too good to be true, it's foolish, it's unreliable, and it's unsafe. And so I refuse to be comforted. And you know, so often I think that that's how we perceive and that's how we view and that's how we react to the promises of God over our lives. See, I believe that God has sent me today as a messenger to you to comfort you with his promises. But so often when we hear a promise of God over our lives, our immediate gut reaction is to think it's too good to be true, it's foolish, it's unreliable, or it's unsafe. Can I implore you today? Can I encourage you today? Can you borrow a bit of my faith today when I say, when you put your faith and your trust and you find comfort in the promises of God over your life, they will never put you to shame, they will never leave you wanting, and they will never ever fail you. When you put your faith and your trust and when you find comfort in the promises of God over your life, they will never fail you. It is the most trusty, reliable, safe thing that you can do in your life. And not only that, I believe that it's God's abundant plan for you in times of trouble. So there's three promises of God that I think we can find illustrated so well in that story of me in Cambodia on that boat. And I think they're promises that God wants me to share with you today because they're promises that will apply to you no matter where you find yourself and whenever you find yourself in trouble. And I really believe that they're gonna comfort you and bring you peace. But can I ask you today, will you let yourself be comforted? Will you let yourself trust in the promises of God? They will never ever fail you. So those three promises that I think are illustrated so well in that boat story and apply so well to our lives today and whenever we face trouble, is God saw it coming. He saw the storm coming. God is with you on the boat and God will carry you safe to shore. So the first promise that I feel like God has for us today is that God saw it coming. You know, there's all kinds of people watching this right now, and there's all kinds of people facing all different kinds of trouble. And some of you might say to me, oh, Leah, actually, God didn't see my troubles coming because I actually brought these troubles upon myself. You know, I made a mistake, I made a poor decision, I made a wrong turn, and now I'm facing a world of trouble, but I did this to myself. Can I encourage you today? Can you take comfort today knowing that God saw that coming? God saw that mistake coming. God saw that wrong turn coming. God saw that mess coming and he still says that he has an abundant plan for you. He still says that he has a good plan for you to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and to give you a future. You cannot outmistake the plan of God for your life. You can't out bad decision the plan of God for your life. He has a good plan for you and it starts today. Take comfort in that. Or maybe you would approach me and you would say, Leah, I'm actually not facing trouble today because of something that's happening to me. I'm facing trouble today because of things that are not happening to me. If you were completely honest, you would say by now, you thought you would have that relationship. You thought you would have that job. You thought you would be in that school. You thought you'd be living in that place. You thought you'd be waking up in the morning with a sense of excitement, feeling like you've arrived, feeling like your life is good, feeling like you're completely satisfied. When you pictured your life, you pictured a luxurious three-day vacation on a beach town. And if you're completely honest, it doesn't have to be anything dramatic, but you feel like your life is a bit more like a letdown you're a little bit disappointed with where you find yourself. 
Can I encourage you today? God saw it coming. The Bible says that we make our plans, but God directs our steps. God has been directing your steps and he will continue to direct your steps. You're exactly where he wants you today. And his plans for you, they might not look like the plans that you had for yourself, but you can take comfort in the promise that they are good, they are abundant, and they are far greater, abundantly greater than anything that you could plan for yourself. Or maybe today you're experiencing trouble and it's just trouble that's happening to you. You know, the skies changed, the wind picked up, the waves started to roll, and in an instant, your life was changed. A diagnosis, a loss, a betrayal. And now you're left looking at your life and you're wondering how it could possibly be possible to live an abundant life in these circumstances. You feel blindsided, you feel under-equipped, you feel ill-prepared and overwhelmed. Can I comfort you today? Can you take heart in the promise today that God saw it coming? He's not ill-prepared. He's not blindsided. He's not overwhelmed. God saw it coming. Which brings me to the second promise of God for us today. God is with you on the boat. God is with you. There's people today and you are facing troubles. You are in the midst of a storm. And if I was to ask you to describe your life right now, to describe how you're feeling right now, I feel like the last word in the world you would probably choose is peace or comfort. You know, I don't want to belittle anything that you're going through. There have been times in my life where I felt so troubled that if somebody walked up to me and said, take heart, I probably would have taken that more as a jab than an encouragement. But if I can comfort you with anything today, with any promise of God, I would comfort you with this. Emmanuel, God with us. God is with you. You know, when I was on that boat in the middle of a storm in Cambodia, it definitely did not look like God was with us. It definitely did not feel like God was with us. But now looking back, I can see that he was with us all along. I don't know what circumstance you're facing. I don't know what storm you're in the middle of. But you need to know today that even if you don't feel God, and even if you don't see God, he promises you that he is with you. Every single moment of every single day, he wants to be your support, he wants to be your strength, and he wants to be your comfort. I'm not confident of much in this life, but I am confident of this, that no matter what happens and no matter what life takes from you, life will never take away the presence of God. He is with you, he is with you heart, and soul, he will never leave you, and he will never forsake you, and there is so much comfort, and there is so much peace in that. Or maybe you're one of those people today, and the trouble that you're facing, you would say is your own doing. You made a mistake, you made a bad decision. Can I comfort you today? God is with you. I think so often our, our proclivity and our knee-jerk reaction is when we make a mistake, we instantly assume that God has left the building. And if he hasn't left the building, he's definitely on the sidelines. He's probably wagging his finger at us. He's probably waiting for us to, to clean up our mess, to pick ourselves up, to polish ourselves off before we can approach him again. But nothing could be further from the truth. God is with you. He's for you. He's with you in your mistakes. He's with you in your mess. He's with you in your struggles, and he's cheering you on. The Bible says that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. He is with you. He is for you. He has good plans for you, and he is strengthening you and guiding you and comforting you today. He's with you. He's for you. Or maybe you're one of those people and you're experiencing trouble right now because your life just isn't turning out how you thought it was going to turn out. 
Take heart, take comfort today, God is with you. So often in this world we place so much importance, we place so much emphasis on our accomplishments, on our accolades, on our, our big life milestones. We act as if the meaning lies on the other side of that thing. Can I comfort you today? The God of the universe is with you. And what he says is that meaning is found in his presence. Meaning is found with a deep understanding that every single day when you wake up, every single moment can have meaning. He wants to breathe life, he wants to breathe hope, he wants to breathe purpose into every single moment of your day. In everything that you do, whether it looks like what you anticipated or not, God is doing a work in you, he's rebuilding you, and he's using you in ways that you could never imagine to leave an impact on this world that will echo into eternity. Take heart, God is with you. Don't distress if your life looks like something you didn't anticipate. Don't be distressed in what seems like the waiting. You're not waiting, God is with you. He's at work, he's doing a good thing. So God sent me today as a voice on the boat, a messenger to comfort you with his promises. And God promises us that he saw the storm coming, he saw those troubles coming. He promises us that he is with us heart and soul. He is with us every single step of the way. He's with us on the boat. And lastly, God promises us that he will see us safely to the shore. See, there's lots of us today that we're facing troubles and we're gonna get through them. God is gonna give us peace, he's gonna give us strength, and one day we're gonna look back at those struggles and see how God carried us through. But there's people here today and you're experiencing trouble and you know that you're gonna be experiencing this trouble more or less for the rest of your life. And you can take heart knowing that God saw it coming and you can find peace knowing that God is with you. I couldn't say it better than a Southsider who once said that they will always live with a broken heart, but that with God they can learn to live well with a broken heart. We can take heart not only knowing that we can live well today, we can also take heart knowing that this isn't our final destination. God is gonna bring us safely to shore. In this world, we will have trouble. In this world, we will have trouble. But Jesus promises that this abundant life actually transitions into an eternal life with him, a life free of pain, a life free of suffering, a life free of sickness, and a life free of trouble. In the words of Amazing Grace, through many trials, toils, and snares, we have already come. Twas grace hath brought us safe this far, and grace will lead us home. This abundant life is gonna turn into eternal life. Jesus is preparing a home for us. He's preparing a place for us, and we can always take peace, and we can always find comfort in that. So God has an abundant plan for our life, and that abundant plan doesn't stop and start in and around our troubles. It actually goes right through our troubles. And God's abundant plan for us in times of trouble is that we would take heart, that we would find comfort in his promises, that we would let him comfort us, and that we would find his peace. And today we can take comfort knowing that God saw these storms coming, God saw the troubles coming. God is with you no matter where you find yourself today. And no matter what we face in this world, we can take heart knowing that God will lead us safely to shore. So we're gonna end with a song today, but before we do that, I just wanna address a certain group watching me right now. And, and this certain group is a group of people and, and you're new to this whole Jesus thing. But as I've been speaking, maybe there's just been a tug in your heart and just a longing for more, a longing for something eternal, a longing for an assurance of eternal life and, and a longing for an abundant life now, a life of peace and a life of purpose. I believe that Jesus is calling you today. He's calling you closer to himself. He wants to comfort you. He wants you to experience an abundant life with him. And I just wanna give you an opportunity today if, if you want that and if you wanna accept Jesus into your heart, 
and experience his comfort and his peace for your life. Will you just pray with me right now? Dear Jesus, thank you so much for what you did for me on the cross. I come to you today and I ask for your forgiveness and I accept your eternal gift for me. God, thank you that you have reconciled me to yourself and that I will one day live with you forever. And Jesus, I ask also that you would be my Lord. I wanna follow you one next step at a time into the abundant life that you have for me, a life filled with joy and with peace and with purpose. Thank you that I can take heart and find comfort knowing that no matter what this life brings my way, the future is always, always bright. Amen. Hey, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time today, I am so, so excited for you. And what we would love is if you would just text the word LIFE to our phone number. It's 604-670-3040. We always say that we don't want to stalk you, and we truly do not want to stalk you. We want to support you. We want to come alongside you in this abundant and amazing journey that you're stepping into today. And for the rest of us, we are going to close with a song. This song is called Peace Came Down. And what I would suggest is that you just use this time as an opportunity to connect with God. Let him minister to you. Let him speak comfort and let him speak peace over whatever storm you might be facing today. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And to stay up to date with all things Southside, follow at Southside underscore church on Instagram. We love you guys. The best is yet to come.